Welcome back to Devotional Thoughts with Pastor Dave Rogers on the Wild Milbank Podcast Network. Uh, Christmas happened a couple days ago. Did you have a happy Christmas? Happy Christmas? Had a f- Merry Christmas? Whatever. Had a fantastic <laughs> Christmas. Thanks for asking, Craig. Absolutely. How about you? It was good. It was uh, a little different just with all the the stuff going on with family not being available and travel restrictions for some people. and um, So we just kind of had a low-key hang out at home it was it was fun my uh, parents came over and we just had a a nice time same here we were with our son and daughter and uh, their kids daughter-in-law and their kids and just had a, a fantastic day it was low-keyed but uh i like it that mm-hmm. way well um last week was christmas eve when the show was out um and it's almost 2021 now. What do we have today? Well, today I thought that uh, we would just kind of lay a foundation for the coming year. Uh, it's it's hard to believe that we are just uh, on the, the cusp of a brand new year. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year has been kind of uh, uh, a nightmare for, for all of us in, in many different ways. But uh, as we mark the end of this year and as we look forward to the new year, uh, I just thought it was a a great time for us to do a reset, so to speak, in our lives, in in our thinking, uh, in our hearts, uh, because uh, we carry around a lot of debris, I think, from from this year. So why do you think, I mean, that's probably a rhetorical question, why do you think it's so like it's different now or is this just a normal like we need this reset or is there something that's specifically unique that we need to understand going from 2020 to 21 well i I think it goes without saying that 2020 was uh a year unlike any other in our lifetime um the disruptions of our regular activities at work uh, at school at church, due to the pandemic, has, has left many of us feeling uh, frustrated, mm-hmm. unfocused, uh, some overwhelmed. And, and truth be told, uh, we like structure, orderliness. We like routine in our lives uh, as it gives us a sense of security and purpose. And uh, the insecurities that this year has, has brought to many people, uh, I kind of feel, gives us a an an atmosphere where we all need to have a reset mm-hmm. um as as we face the new year i want to just challenge the listeners to purpose in their hearts to to live 2021 with a renewed purpose and focus and not to allow the coronavirus virus pandemic to steal one more day of of your life I, I do want to just make a note here. I'm not advocating that you live carelessly, uh, ignoring safety protocols and recommendations. Rather, I'm encouraging you to rediscover your purpose, your calling, and even to adapt your methods in fulfilling your calling and your purpose in life. Well, it's one thing to, to live and to be wise in your choices. It's another thing to just live in fear. And I think that that's really the key, is let's not live a fearful life. Exactly. And and 
many people are fearful. Mm-hmm. And, and how can you not be? Right. Uh, every time you uh, sit down and you listen to the news, uh, you get uh, es- essentially 20 minutes yeah. uh, about uh, the pandemic, about uh, the death, the destruction, death, destruction, uh, escalation, warnings of uh, what is to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's just very unsettling to your spirit. And it's hard to keep a focus uh, to remember that there is life beyond the pandemic. Right. Uh, and uh, it's it's just something I think that we need to, to hear. Because I think this is a time for us as individuals, especially a time for those who are uh, Christ followers to really shine. Uh, it's not a time for us to shrink back and and cower uh, from uh, from life itself. Uh, the The need is there. The table is set. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to uh, step up to the plate. If I can throw out yet another uh, cliche. Uh, uh, it's it's just a, a great opportunity for us, and and I think that uh, we need to recognize it mm-hmm. as we as we come to twenty twenty one. I always like to uh, set a goal for the year, and uh, some people set very specific goals. You know, I, I want to u- lose X number of pounds. Uh, I want to get into a particular size garment or uh, rediscover my wardrobe, which which suddenly, you know, shrank at the dry cleaners over the holiday season. Uh, But uh, what your closet is your dry cleaner. (laughs) Mine must be. Well, I always I I blame the shrinkage on the dry cleaner or or the Mm -hmm. washing machine. But uh, we. We see people setting very specific goals. Uh, they're going to exercise X number of minutes or hours. Uh, uh, they're going to l- limit their caloric intake, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, but I, I like to set a, a general goal, uh, not just because it makes it more attainable to me, because uh, I find that I'm encouraged to keep endeavoring if it is an attainable goal. If If I set a a goal that's just not attainable, I can guarantee you by January 2nd, I have reverted back to my old behaviors. And so I have made it my goal this year to be a more positive person. But but even beyond that, to be an individual who brings good news into the world where where I walk hmm. and the people that I interact with that uh, after we've been together uh, my goal and desire is that when they walk away they're going to feel better they're going to feel like it was something beneficial and that I wasn't one of those uh, people that just sucked life right out of them <laughs> and so uh, that's that's what I'm headed for and that's why I'm encouraged as we come into the new year so the, the step back just a minute this this idea of uh january 1 is when we do new things is that a just a traditional timing because it's kind of that symbolic wrap up of something and start of a new something <clears throat> i think so yeah cuz really this we could be doing this all the time you can and do should it be, every but... day you know some people try to reset on their birthday or 
uh, some people in their relationships on the occasion of an anniversary or mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, but uh, New Year's is a time when we think of uh, uh, beginning something fresh. Uh, even the imagery we use uh, for uh, Father Time. Uh, he comes in January 1 as a little baby and in a <laughs> diaper or, or wrapped in a sash and maybe nothing else. Uh, but by the end of the year, he's the decrepit old man, long gray beard, leaning on a staff. What, what does 2020's <laughs> father time look like? <laughs> he's in bad shape. That's that's just the bottom line there. He's had a hard go of it. Yes. But uh, I think as, as we start the new year, uh, it's good to begin by remembering what our calling is, especially... Mm-hmm. Uh, as believers. So you're speaking more of a broad sense as believers rather than uh, a personal, or or is it, should that be part of this conversation? Well, I'm. it does begin with a relationship, a mm-hmm. personal relationship with Christ. Uh, and out of that flows uh, a response to what he has instructed his, his believers to do. Uh, in the Gospel of Mark, uh, chapter 16, verse 15, we, we find a verse that uh, many people uh, use as uh, their marching orders. Uh, when I was uh, in, in college uh, and preparing for the ministry, uh, we called this the Great Commission, where he, he commissioned his disciples to go into all the world and to preach the gospel to all creation. And, and so what a wonderful opportunity for us to go into the mm-hmm. world. We have the means now. Uh, we have the methods. Uh, it's just getting some momentum behind us and, <laughs> and to get off the mark. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the old adage that uh, and dealing with uh, one of the the laws of nature that a, a body at rest stays at rest, but a body in motion stays in motion. And uh, if we can get some forward motion in the church, you know, we, we look at this year and we think that we were set back. Uh, our particular church, uh, we went without a, mm-hmm. a corporate gathering uh, for several months. And uh, we miss those those relationships. We miss that interaction. Uh, and it to me, it was very interesting when we uh, when we came back together for uh, corporate worship uh, to see people mm-hmm. who who were so hungry to interact with someone besides family. <laughs> yeah, just that community. The community mm-hmm. uh, sense was so important. And so uh, when we think about taking this commission to the world, the thing that I want us to focus on is the message. And Mark, in his, his, uh, in his gospel, says, take the gospel. And I stopped and I was just thinking about that, and of course, having just gone through the Christmas season, and thinking about the angel who appeared to the shepherd. And the angel said to them, I bring you good news of great joy, which shall be to all people that a Savior is born to you. The word gospel 
in the Greek is the same word for the angel making his announcement. Mm-hmm. It's no different. Euangelion uh, in the Greek. Uh, and it simply means to share the message. Mm. And we have a message to share. <laughs> you know, my goodness. Uh, people desperately need to hear some good news. And and too often, I think the message has been uh, obscured because we've gotten all hung up on on doctrine and and things that are man-made in the church. Mm-hmm. And we forget the, the fundamental message of the gospel. The fundamental good news is that there's a Savior who loves us and who gave himself for us. And can't we just take that this year and incorporate that into our personal thinking and incorporate it into our lives as we interact with one another? Too often, I think that we dichotomize uh, or we compartmentalize, if you please, uh, our spirituality from our our everyday living. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, being spiritual is what we do when we go to church, and <laughs> right. and, and then we're done. Then we we're done. Yeah, yeah. We we've done it. You know, we'll go home and uh, uh, we'll get on with life now. Right. And man, that just that just flies in the face of what I believe uh, we are called to do as people of faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think of the scriptures and, and uh, in Ecclesiastes it says, uh, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all of your might for the Lord. Uh, the Apostle Paul in his letter to the church at Colossae, whatever you do in word or deed, do it to glorify mm-hmm. the Lord. And And so... We should be living out the love of Christ, and it should just flow from us Mm -hmm. as we interact with each other. Sadly, we have uh, been saturated by the the bad news of the day. Uh, Again, you you can't turn (laughs) on the radio. You can't log on to the uh, the internet. Uh, without hearing depressing news. Sickness is everywhere. People are dying. Death is is at the forefront. The economic disasters, business closures, these are the things that have dominated the headlines uh, recently. Uh, and I, I see no chance of change in the immediate future <laughs> yeah. that the, the purveyors of the bad news are going to continue to do so. <laughs> and yet we have been entrusted with fantastically good news mm-hmm. uh, to share with people. And it is the gospel. It's a good message. And we've been tasked with the wonderful privilege of bringing a, a message of, of hope to a world that is saturated with with the garbage that we despair. hear. With despair yep. every day. You know, I, I was thinking of this, and I, I alluded to it moments ago. Having just celebrated Christmas, we recall that the angelic announcement to the shepherds was good news mm. to all people. 
<laughs> it's to everybody. Yeah. It's it's not just to uh, people who have professed faith in Christ. The message of the Savior was to all people. Mm. And and one of the wonders of Scripture, Craig, I I marvel at this verse. I I ponder what it means so often. And uh, herein is love, not that we love God, but that God loved us mm. and gave Himself for us. That that just sets me back on my heels, and I I have to ponder, you know, why would God love love me? Why would God love us uh, when uh, we have taken His His blessing? Uh, when we've taken his provision, I'm I'm thinking of uh, the world that we live in, the resources that he's made available to us, the environment that that we are struggling with today, mm. uh, and you know, frankly, we've made a mess out of just about everything. <laughs> right. But he still loves us, yeah. and uh, we need to be reminded of that. We have the privilege of echoing that message and so this year i would challenge the listener to make it their goal as i am making it my goal to share this good news that they're loved that there's a savior in our daily living it it shouldn't be something that we feel like we have to force into a congregation I would or congregation a or con, conversation, conversation. Yep. <laughs> I would hope that people would sense after spending some time with with you or spending time with with anybody mm-hmm. that that person genuinely cares about me yeah that that person has made an investment in my life because they are concerned for my well-being and that's what being Christ to them is all about uh when we find them struggling yeah, we minister to them. You know, uh, James in his epistle uh, said that we need to be doers of the word and not just hearers of it. Uh, if we see someone who's struggling and we say, well, I'm sure sorry you're struggling. Good <laughs> luck with that and walk away, then mm. we've not been Christ to them. But if we come alongside of them yeah. and say, hey, let me carry that load for you. Uh, in a real sense, uh, I, I think that, that we can be such a tremendous blessing to people if we simply open our eyes to the opportunities that are afforded us. Uh, it may take some strategizing uh, to find some new methods of, of carrying the message out there. Uh, you know, I know we have been streaming uh, our services uh, since March. Uh, we recorded mm-hmm. uh, in the studio for a while, and uh, since we've gone uh, back live, we still live stream the service, and uh, we're reaching more people today than we did than we ever ever have before yeah. the the <clears throat> yeah. uh, the pandemic, and so. Uh, we need to look at the resources that are available to us. And, and there are some very creative minds out there. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, 
not everybody is gifted with that that creativity, but there are some very creative minds that are taking the opportunity afforded them because of the pandemic yeah. to take the gospel to uh, to the marketplace and new and and vital ways that really make it uh, very compelling uh, to those who encounter it. So, well, it's kind of crazy to think because. I guess I don't, I may not be old enough to know when it really began, but I think it was in the 80s when Christian television, televangelists really stepped up. And may, I, maybe that's too late. Maybe it was earlier than that. But it seems like that's kind of the era that I recall. Um, with today's technology and the fact that you can, from your phone, live stream and reach the world, um, it's really taken that very narrow, um, in order to get out there to the people, used to cost you millions of dollars. Now it costs you essentially nothing. And you can do it from your living room. You can do it from home. You can do it from a podcast studio on Main Street in rural America. Um, you can get out there. So I, I do think that just with the advent of technology, that's good and bad. But if we, as the church, don't grab hold of that and actually utilize it for that purpose, then, man, I think we've really missed it. So this is a great, a great uh, encouragement. I, I agree wholeheartedly with you. Um, sadly, I'm old enough to remember <laughs> the, the beginning uh -oh. of... So of what, was I off in my timing? <laughs> well, it, it was back in the... Early 70s. Okay. Actually, uh, you can go clear back uh, uh, into the uh, late 50s. Uh, there for the were televangelist for, model? Really? For tele televangelist. Interesting. Uh, my oh, wife. Geez, I'm way off. Yeah. My <laughs> wife grew up in a church that uh, uh, was one of the first churches uh, to broadcast uh, their services. They would go to the local TV studio really? and record it, and and uh, this was back in the uh, uh, the early '60s. Wow! And uh, they they were on the cutting edge. Mm. In fact, uh, they had a they put together they took a Winnebago and outfitted it. <laughs> made a TV truck. They made a TV <laughs> truck with it, and the the. Affiliates, CBS, mm -hmm. NBC, and ABC would borrow it to go out on location. <laughs> wow! You know because they they had a vision for mm -hmm. it, and and I think about the impact of that. Uh, in fact, uh, that pastor was one of the uh, original members of the National Religious Broadcasters, uh, and uh, so we remember that. Unfortunately, it has morphed. Uh, into <laughs> yes, into something quite different. Something quite differently, and there there have been obviously there have been uh, some sad mm -hmm. uh, sad episodes in the history of of religious broadcasting. But again, we have the opportunity and the tools today to to put it in the hands of of every person. Yeah. Uh, and not just the polished professionals who will stand up on the, the stage under the glare of the lights and and present a, a great product, a, a mm -hmm. great show, but 
but that person who just says, you know, I want to touch my family and and maybe we can do a video chat or uh, I'll I'll just record something and and post it out there and and my friends and family members can can take hold of that and and I think that's a cool thing. Yeah. Uh great great results in that. Plus, let's remember as this media form has has come into our lives and as our lives seem to become more and more hectic. Uh, people like the idea that they can plug into a podcast mm-hmm. or they can plug into something. They can keep working or they can keep, you know, whatever there is it is they're doing uh, maybe at home or tr- commuting to and from work. And, and they can tap into that and, and bring it up and enjoy it at a time when it's quality time for them. <laughs> right, yeah. The on-demand idea is really where it's at Yeah. for that. And and because of, I mean, really we're carrying around extremely powerful computers in our pockets nowadays, um, it's just a click or two away. Yeah. Or a tap. <laughs> it's, and it's crazy. That being said, when we come back to go into all the world and preach or communicate the gospel, the good Mm -hmm. news to people. Let's tell them they're loved. People need to know they're loved, Uh, especially those who are are struggling in isolation, uh, may feel abandoned by by family and friends, uh, but understanding we're never, ever alone that God said he would not leave us or forsake mm-hmm. us, or Jesus said that. Uh, if we can share the the great news to people that whatever your past may be, you can get a reset on it <laughs> uh, simply by repenting of your sins. There's forgiveness of your mm-hmm. sin, and, and there's no no sin so great that it has not been provided for uh, in God's loving, redemptive plan. Uh, The good news that there's freedom from your failures. Um, When we think about failures, I come back again to New Year's resolutions. (laughs) Normally, I don't even set a New Year's resolution because it's a recipe Mm -hmm. for failure. Uh, But uh, that may be something that's kind of generic and, and simple. Some people have suffered enormous failure in their life yeah. you know maybe a business setback a relationship setback uh they they're setting today and their their life feels as though it's crumbled in front of them and and i have some good news for you uh the failure that you're struggling with is not final and jesus can come and pick you up and carry you through to a new beginning uh i I'm dating myself here, uh, but uh, uh, I th- I think of that Gaither song um, where he, he I, it just went out of my mind that quick too, but uh, he takes our broken pieces, the broken pieces, the ashes of our life, mm-hmm. and he made it something beautiful, something good. Yes. All of our confusion he <clears throat> understood, and so... Uh, that's great news for those who are struggling with the sense of failure today. 
And then, Craig, I'm mindful of the fact that uh, there are a lot of people who are struggling with addiction. And uh, they they want to be free from that addiction. Uh, they long for a time when they were in control, so to speak, of their life, but now they feel as though whatever mm-hmm. it is that they're addicted to uh, is holding them. And they're in a bondage to that. And there's freedom from that as well because of this enormous love that I'm talking about today. Uh, the good news, there's peace in the face of our turmoil. Uh, one of the things that that uh, I, I love, passage of Scripture, uh, is, is in Philippians where the Apostle Paul says in chapter 4 that we should not be anxious about anything, but in everything with prayer and thanksgiving, just to make our requests known to mm-hmm. God. And then he says, God's peace is going to descend upon us, yeah. uh, and it will guard our heart and mind. But he, he describes it as this indescribable peace, <laughs> uh, overwhelming peace. And, you know, I've seen that peace come upon people before. Uh, I, I've seen it in tragic situations uh, where sorrow was was there and, and the worry about what are we going to do tomorrow? How are we going to carry on from, from this crisis? And then just a, a, a quiet peace that settles that guards their hearts and minds. It's a beautiful thing. And there's good news to you if you're struggling with turmoil today or anxiety and fear. There's peace. Uh, There's also the good news that there's healing of all of our diseases. Isaiah said that he was wounded, speaking of Christ, for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities and the The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. And what Jesus endured in our place when he stood in our place bearing our sin on the cross was for our benefit that we might be made whole, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Then, of course, I I come back to that unconditional love. God's love for you is unconditional. Uh, He loved you when you were lost and without hope. How much more does he love you as one of his adopted children? And you've been brought into his family and afforded all of the privilege of being part of his great family. Uh, that's, That's unconditional love. You know, I I was impacted by unconditional love uh, in my late teenage years. Uh, had had made uh, some really poor choices in life, uh, uh, running with uh, the wrong crowd, involved in and the things that were uh, very much a part of the the late sixties, and uh, uh, I grew up as a pastor's kid. And my dad was was just at his wit's end. You know, what do I do with with this kid? You know, 
and I believe that uh, there was a conversation, and the conversation was, he's old enough, let's just put him out of the house, let him, <laughs> let him make his own way. Yeah. Uh, but my mother said, they are our children, and we will love them back to where they should be. And uh, I didn't get shown the door, but I was met with overwhelming love. And every time I was a rascal, uh, <laughs> every time I was planning to go out and and uh, do something that I, I shouldn't be doing, uh, my mother, with godly intuition, would just walk me to the door. And she'd give me a hug and she'd say, David, you be good tonight. And remember, we love you. Man, unconditional love speaks a powerful message, mm-hmm. and uh, it it certainly bore fruit in my life. And then, of course, if we can remember part of this wonderful message that we we have to share, and we should be living, is that there's a hope, there's a promise of a future. Yeah, and uh, I'm not just enduring today, but I'm on a journey to a goal, (laughs) and uh, that goal is a great promise. And so all because of the good news that Jesus saves, because this gift is free to you, because Jesus purchased for us that gift when he was crucified, we have the hope of the new year. But beyond the this year, we have the hope of eternity. Mm. And Craig, I would just say to the listeners, uh, if they have not received this gift, I would encourage them to to understand it is available simply by confessing your sin to God and believing in your heart that Jesus is Lord. And then you will make the most of the opportunity of being brought into his family. You'll receive the blessing and the power of being one of his children to take whatever means are available to go and tell the good news to the world. Wow. That is good news. One of my, uh friend of mine in town, <clears throat> every time I see him, ask, how's it going? His first response is always, Jesus lives and I'm alive. Yeah. And and so now I if we need if he misses it it's weird because I assume that and it's such a good reminder to me that yes how are you do, how are you doing today? Well, Jesus lives. Exactly. So it doesn't matter how I'm doing. Jesus lives. So great. The answer is great. <laughs> you, you know, he's on to something there and it just occurred to me that uh this might be a way that we could just incorporate it into our mm. life and our, our normal conversation. The early believers greeted one another with the word Maranatha. Mm. And that simply means the Lord is coming. Mm. You know, uh, what would happen instead of <laughs> saying to, hey, yeah, what's shaking, you know, or, or, or whatever? Yeah. Uh, 
what would happen if we would greet one another? What's the good news today? <laughs> nice. You know? Yeah. Uh, it opens the door. Mm-hmm. You know, well, you know, the kids are well and and uh, so-and-so. Man, I'll tell you what the good news is. Mm-hmm. I'm loved, and so are you. Wow. That's good. This is the end of 2020. So let's all commit a little bit at least to do that, to share that good news and to be as uplifting. And and I think to, to, to be positive, and that doesn't mean you got a sugarcoat, but to be positive in our outlook toward others is really the goal. Yes. So that's great. Yes. Excellent. Well, I hope you have a wonderful new year. Uh, stay safe. If you are hearing this before you stay up all night, who does, does anyone do that anymore? I don't. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> we watched the ball fall in Australia and then call it a night. <laughs> Wednesday night. Happy new year. <laughs> That's great. Well, thank you all again for hanging out with us for just a little bit. Um, this is the devotional thoughts podcast. Um, we'll see you all again in 2021. How strange. Have a wonderful day, great evening, night, whenever you listen to this. And be blessed and remember that you are loved. Have a great day.